you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Here today with our first episode of 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm after a brief hiatus through the holidays and stuff. I'm back now. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, prospects that West Virginia signed and how the 2020 West Virginia football recruiting class is shaping up at this point. Uh, But before we get into all that, let's discuss some Mountaineer football news that has occurred over the past month since the season ended. Alright, so as far as Mountaineer football news, um, the main things that really have occurred is a couple of transfers, um, you know, some of which uh, aren't really of note. Uh, The three major ones, I guess, are guys that were kind of former starters, um, and that would be tight end Giovanni Haskins um, has left the program. Uh, Running back Martel Petaway, who took a red shirt this past season, many thought he would return to West Virginia. Instead, he is in the transfer portal as a grad transfer, as did offensive lineman Josh Seals who has announced he will be um, attending Oklahoma State for his final two seasons as a graduate transfer. So West Virginia will see him again, albeit as an opponent. And then other than that, the other two uh, major points of news, I'm sure that you guys have heard about the transfers and um, this piece of, these pieces of news, if you've been following along on almost7athletics.com, where we've been reporting as they've happened this offseason. But West Virginia is down two assistant football coaches, um, Xavier Dye leaving to become the wide receiver coach at South Florida, and Blake Seiler, uh, the special team coordinator linebackers coach, leaving to become the defensive coordinator at Old Dominion University. So West Virginia will be hiring two coaches this offseason, and we will um, keep you updated on that as the hirings um, become clear and that they are announced that those uh, two assistant coaches West Virginia will be hiring this offseason. So a couple of transfers, a uh, couple of new coaches will be coming in, but other than that, not a whole lot of news on the football front. So, with that being said, let's get into talking about this 2020 West Virginia football recruiting class. All right, so last month, in the middle of December, West Virginia, um, you know, early signing day, uh, West Virginia signed most of their class as teams tend to do now since this early signing period uh, came into play a couple years back. And uh, West Virginia, you know, had some, a lot of, most of the guys that they had committed, they got to sign. Then also added a couple of uh, surprises that are really going to be big for West Virginia in the future. So we'll run down through these uh, players that signed with West Virginia on early signing day. And we'll go in alphabetical order. And uh, the first one is uh, Sam Brown. And that's one of the surprises that I was um, talking about is uh, Sam Brown signing with the Mountaineers. A wide receiver out of New Hampstead, Georgia. Uh, three-star guy, really speedy guy, uh, but also great size with six, at six foot two, 185 pounds. And uh, most people had him penciled in as basically a lock to go play for the Florida Gators. Instead, he surprises everyone, signs with West Virginia on signing day, and um, really was a big surprise because you know uh, West Virginia almost thought they were kind of out of the picture, you know, but they still 
you know, Captain Kutch and everything like that. And uh, Sam Brown ended up choosing the Mountaineers and is a big get for West Virginia, a guy that could possibly play as a freshman, and, you know, at least in four games with that redshirt rule. And uh, with his speed and size, he's going to be a contributor for the Mountaineers down the road. So that was a great surprise and a great addition to this class. Then you have Linnell Carr, who's probably going to play the bandit position for West Virginia, that hybrid linebacker defensive end position. West Virginia signed a couple of guys that are um, prototype fits for that position, and Linnell Carr is one of those guys. He's out of Bay City, Michigan, another three-star guy, six foot three, 230-pounder. They really like as a pass rusher, had been committed to the Mountaineers for quite some time and uh, signed on early during the early signing period. So then you got... Uh, Jairo Favaris. I know I'm butchering that name. Uh, can't remember exactly how uh, Neil Brown said it was pronounced in his uh, press conference following signing day. Uh, I think it was like Jairo or some, uh, something along those lines. But anyway, the longer he's here, the more we'll uh, learn how to pronounce that properly. Pro- excuse me. <laughs> properly. Um, but um, anyway, he is uh, going to be playing cornerback for West Virginia. He has great size. Uh, six foot 190. Um, he's from the UK, actually. Um, you know, West Virginia going international. Got a couple of guys from uh, international area. We'll get to the other one here later. But uh, Favaris is a guy that they really like. He came in and camped at West Virginia, and um, he really dominated. You know, he wasn't. Uh, he was covering. You know, some of West Virginia's targets at receiver, and he's a really strong guy. His he has a great uh, body coming in as a freshman that they can really build build off of and just uh, work on his fundamentals because uh size wise physicality wise seems to already have it and be ready to go um at the college level so that's a kind of a under the radar uh gym that west virginia may have found there at favaris in corn at corner position i don't know what their plans are for him this season but um he's definitely a guy that's physically ready so wouldn't be surprised to see him on the field then next we have charles finley who is a tight end um west virginia you know continuing to focus on the tight end position here in recruiting and uh, getting a player out of New Jersey. Uh, Charles Finley's out of Wayne, New Jersey. Great size, six foot four, 215-pound, uh, three-star guy. Uh, with what Western has, the tight end position, I would say uh, Charles Finley's um, on track for a red shirt, but uh, really a guy that could probably be a good contributor um, down the road later on in his career, um, you know, behind guys like Michael Laughlin and T.J. Banks because, um, you know, he'll he'll fill in that role after they, after they move on and, you know, probably get some playing time in the meantime as well, so. And then uh, next, uh, West Virginia had a few in-state guys uh, sign in this class already, one of which that they're really excited about. Um, a lot of people were recruiting him as a defensive lineman. West Virginia likes him as offensive lineman, specifically at the center position. And, um, you know, depending on which recruiting service you look at, he was either the highest-rated player in West Virginia, number one player in the state, or the number two player in the state. But uh, really don't matter, flip-flop him either way you want because West Virginia got both those top players in the state of West Virginia in the 2020 class. Two sign on sign today. We'll talk about the other one here in a bit. But this is Zach Frazier from Fairmont, West Virginia. Played at Fairmont. Um, same school as the Stills brothers, as I'm sure we all know. Um, six foot two, two eighty-five. Um, you know, I'm sure they'd like to get a little bit more weight on him, and uh, probably a guy that'll definitely redshirt. You know, a lot of time, most of the time, them off- offensive linemen coming out of high school are gonna redshirt that, that that first year. It's very hard to get on the field um, as an offensive lineman uh, right away as a true freshman, unless you're just a, you know, one of the top players in in the country. You know, as far as recruits. But uh, Zach Frazier, they really like uh, his future at the center position, and they think that he's gonna be a key cog in this program uh, right there in the middle of that offensive line here in the not-so-distant future. 
And then, of course, uh, I think this was the second commit that West Virginia had when Neil Brown took over in the 2020 class. Yeah, that a lot of people are really excited about, um, including myself. I think that he's got a bright future to possibly lead the Mountaineers and, um, you know, could be sooner than people think. I, I don't know, you know, we haven't heard a lot about uh, the quarterback position and what's going to happen uh, during this upcoming season in spring ball, if it's going to be open competition or, or what. But one would expect that when you got, you know, Guys that have all played, you know, you got Trey Lowe, Austin Kendall still here, Jarrett Dagey, you know, showed promise in the last season. And then you have this true freshman coming in in Garrett Green, four-star recruit. One of West Virginia's, you know, they had a few four-star recruits. He's one of them. Um, six foot, 183, out of Florida, Tallahassee, Florida. And um, he's just a guy that's a winner. You know, he wins. He's really impressive. He can run the ball. He's a dual-threat guy, but he has a heck of an arm. And I think a lot of people um, – you know, we're overlooking him just because, you know, he doesn't have that prototypical height of a quarterback, but we've seen quarterbacks here um, be successful without having that height. And, you know, I kind of liken him to a Skylar Howard, um, which, you know, I know some people feel certain ways about him, but I love Skylar Howard, one of my all-time favorite uh, Mountaineers. Love that guy's fight, love that guy's heart. And, you know, looking back, I think his career is looked upon uh, more fondly now in hindsight as, you know, he won 10 games in the Big 12 um, we had a great career for West Virginia, top five uh, career passing yards, I do believe. I know at least top ten. I think he's top five, though. And I think Garrett Green has the type of uh, toughness and, you know, grit that Skyler Howard has and probably a, a good bit more talent as well, as you see with his uh, four-star uh, rating there. But he's a guy that can run, and he has a very uh, strong arm. You know, his arm's probably a bit underrated. He's a very accurate passer. So Garrett Green's a guy that's going to factor in for West Virginia, whether that's this year or in the future uh, has yet to be seen. But I think that Garrett Green is probably the guy that's their quarterback of the future for the Mountaineers, uh, the franchise quarterback during his career, if you will. And so a lot of people are really excited about him as well. I think they should be. And then now we come to the other top player in West Virginia that uh, we had spoke of when we talked about Zach Frazier that said there was two guys in West Virginia that were ranked, you know, number one in the state or number two in the state, depending on who you looked, flip-flop them around. Um, and that's Sean Martin uh, from Bluefield High School, my alma mater. Uh, graduated from there back in the day. So good to see us get another Bluefield Beaver. Already got one on the roster. Uh, Truck Edwards joined the team last season. A lot of people remember him playing running back for uh, for the Beavers. He's playing uh, linebacker here at West Virginia. So got a few Bluefield Beavers on the roster. Um, also got the uh, kicker, Colin Paris, coming in as a preferred walk-on this year. So uh, really good to see Neil Brown going in-state, and especially down there in the bottom part of the state, Mercer County, where you know gets overlooked a lot and has got overlooked in the past regime, um, but nonetheless, Sean Martin coming in, three-star recruit, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds already, um, coming in as a true freshman. So I think Sean Martin's a guy that you could see get on the field um, as a true freshman. Uh, now, do I think he'll redshirt? Probably, but I think you could see him get in underneath that that four-game limit. And um, real excited about Sean Martin. He's a guy that was uh, originally committed to UNC, decommitted, West Virginia stayed on him the whole time, and uh, eventually pledged to the Mountaineers, and then signed on signing day so good get there for West Virginia and then next is a cornerback and uh, West Virginia needed some immediate help at the cornerback position or guys that could possibly come in and contribute right away we talked about Favaris earlier now we're going to talk about a guy that's uh, really got a good chance to come in and contribute right away as he is a junior college signee so he has experience at the college level albeit at junior college but still yet and that's Jackie Matthews um, out of Pinson Alabama three-story guy six foot 180 pounds um, 
He's actually the cousin of uh, current West Virginia receiver T.J. S- Simmons. So, you know, that connection may have helped the Mountaineers uh, land him as well. But with the Mountaineers losing a uh, couple uh, corners, you know, Keith Washington and Hakeem Bailey, both seniors. So West Virginia is going to be re- replacing both uh, starting corners next season in 2020. So he's a guy that's going to factor in. Um, you know, who knows if he'll start or not. I'm sure he'll get to compete for that job. But I'm sure he will be on the field in some capacity, whether it's a reserve role or if he, you know, ends up still in a starting position there. But a um, guy that can definitely contribute and was a late get for West Virginia, a late commit who ended up signing, you know, committed a week or two, I think, before the uh, signing day and then ended up signing with the Mountaineers. So uh, good uh, good job by the coaching staff going out there and filling a need late that they that they saw they were going to need gonna need help at. And then next we have another four-star guy. I mentioned they have a few four-star guys in this class. Um, one of the stronger classes West Virginia's had. Um of all time, really, um, you know, just getting into it as far as what they rank out, you know, per recruit. Um, I believe it was Chris Anderson or 247 Sports uh, tweeted uh, on signing day that right now it's just a few tenths of a point away or a few thousandths of a point away from being West Virginia's highest rated recruit of all time on their site there on 247 Sports. So that's that's impressive uh, for Neil Brown's first recruiting class for sure, and uh, this guy's a guy that's uh, really um, highly sought-after guy out of Heightstown, New Jersey, and that's Chris Mayo, six foot five, three hundred pounds already coming in as a true freshman, four-star guy on the offensive line, and West Virginia's going to need some help on that offensive line as they're, you know, losing um, a couple guys, and then you know Josh Shields transfer as well, you know, adding to that. So uh, Chris Mayo is a guy that's going to come in, and you know he might have a chance to get some playing time along that offensive line. You know, I know I said earlier that if you don't have that prototypical size and not kind of a high-rated guy, it's kind of hard to get on the field as a true freshman. But in Chris Mayo's case, he is a high-rated guy, you know, four-star recruit and already coming in at 6'5", 300 pounds. It's just going to be how quickly he can acclimate uh, to the college game to see if he can factor in along that offensive line. You know, maybe headed for a red shirt, but regardless, he's a guy that's going to play a part for West Virginia, whether it's next year or, or down the road. And then going on to the defensive line, another junior college guy in Quay Mays, um, hometown Braden in Florida, six foot one, two hundred ninety-three star guy. West Virginia really needed to um, fill in some uh, reserve spots on that defensive line. You know, some guys that can come in and play. Uh, Quay Mays is a guy that they believe can do that, uh, possibly as a defensive uh, tackle or as a nose guard. Either one, where West Virginia really needs the depth there at that at that spot. So um, hopefully Quay Mays can do that. And then the next man is another defensive lineman, and this is the one that I was talking about was the other surprise that West Virginia was able to pull in. You know, West Virginia was in on him early in the recruiting cycle, but he kind of took other visits, never really made another visit to West Virginia, um, except for early, early, early on in the in the recruiting process. So West Virginia didn't really think that they were going to snag him, but they do, and that is Akeem Mesador, six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounder. Um, hometown's Ontario, Canada, so there's the other um, international uh, prospect West Virginia was able to pull in. Three-star guy, uh, borderline four-star guy. I'm um, going to probably play defensive end at West Virginia, and he's a specimen. Um, great size, as I said, six foot three, 250 pounds, but also uh, great speed and great ability to get off there and, and rush the passer, and I think West Virginia likes what they have with him as uh, coming off that edge as a defensive end. So, um, you know, he's a guy that could factor in even as a true freshman. And that's big for for the Mountaineers. I believe he's out of Clearwater Academy in Florida, even though he's from uh, Canada. Um, 
originally that's his hometown is uh, Ontario, Canada, but uh, Clearwater uh, Academy, if that's what it is, I, I think I know it's Academy. I think it's Clearwater, but whatever it is, it's a highly uh, highly regarded uh, place to get recruits. So it's good that West Virginia got in there and got Mesador. And uh, hopefully in the future, as some of these higher-rated recruits come out of that program, West Virginia has developed relationships with those coaches, and um, this new staff can really um, get make inroads there, and, and that would be big for the future as they continue to uh, build the program. Then you have another guy, Daryl Porter, another cornerback West Virginia signed, really trying to solidify the depth there at that cornerback spot. As I said, they're losing a few players there, and they didn't have very much depth uh, this year to begin with already, as you've seen behind uh, Bailey and um, – Washington this year, they had true freshmen, you know, Mayo and uh, Nick Troy Fortune as uh, Dershawn Miller, the one of the higher-rated uh, higher recruits of last year's class, was, you know, held out this year due to an injury. So, you know, he's a guy that will factor in and possibly uh, get one of those starting spots in 2020. But, you know, depth was a concern there. So bringing in a third cornerback, you know, three cornerbacks in this class, and this one is Daryl Porter, three-star guy out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, five foot 11 168-pounder. And then you have... You know, mentioned a couple. Uh, West Virginia brought in a couple guys that can play that bandit position, that hybrid linebacker slash defensive end position. And this guy is the other guy they feel that, that can do that, and they feel this guy may be, you know, kind of a hidden gem. And that's uh, Taurus, Taurus Simmons, six foot three, two hundred ten pounder from Savannah, Georgia. You know, he's a guy that they think can cover uh, p- cover receivers and you know tight ends in space if need be in the passing game, but then also can line up on the edge and rush the passer and you know defend against the run as well you know once they get some more size on him as well so they really like him at that bandit spot as well to go along with uh, Linnell Carr and then Reese Smith who was the first commit when uh, Neil Brown uh, took over West Virginia the first commit Mountaineers got in this 2020 class and that's a wide receiver 5 foot 11 175 pound guy three star out of Danville Kentucky which is Neil Brown's hometown actually played at the same high school as Neil Brown um, Neil Brown was also a receiver held a lot of records at that high school when he said Reese Smith broke you know all of his records at that high school during his career there and he's a guy that they're really high on um, he was their first commit because you know they really wanted to get him and you know despite being underrated probably because of his size um, he's a speedy guy. They like his speed a lot, and they think that he's going to be a, a great player during his career here, you know, probably playing that inside receiver position. And, um, you know, uh, he's a guy that's kind of shifty and I think flying under the radar and could be a hidden gem of this class is, you know, Reese Smith. So that's that's a guy to keep an eye on um, here in the next, you know, four to five years. So. And then you got Tariq Stewart who was a late get for the Mountaineers, but another big one is it's another junior college guy. They can they pulled in on that offensive line, and he's a guy that has a chance to come in and contribute right away for sure, not only being a junior college guy, but he also has great physical attributes at six foot four, 318 pounds. Um, his hometown's Cleveland, Ohio, three-star guy, but, you know, those Juco guys are, you know, more primed and ready to be able to contribute, you know, coming in right away, and, you know, Stewart's definitely going to have that opportunity as West Virginia We'll be searching for some answers on that offensive line. You know, lose if they lost both tackles and um, also lost uh, Josh Sills at one of the guard spots. And the other guard spot was kind of already in fluctuation. So, you, you know, you almost got open competition for every every spot on that offensive line heading into 2020. So we'll see what West Virginia does, whether, whether it's some of these Juco guys or some of these guys that have been on the team, red-shirted, or been, through, been in the program for a while. So, you know, but he's a guy that can definitely um, have a, have a chance there. Then you have an athlete. Um, for those that don't follow recruiting closely, uh, athlete is a guy with kind of not a designated position. Um, they, 
because he projects, you know, to play multiple different positions. Um, and uh, this guy's an athlete. Um, wide receiver or corner is, I think, where you'll see him. Uh, West Virginia is, you know, going to give him a shot at wide receiver, I, I do believe, I've heard. But I think they really like him uh, to be a, a cornerback. And that's David Vincent Acoli, the uh, another four-star guy that West Virginia signed. Hometown's Gaithersburg, Maryland. And, you know, he's a four-star guy. You know, a lot of people like him as, you know, maybe the, the best recruit in this class. Um, he's definitely – you definitely can make a case for that. And, you know, he's got he's got with good speed. Um, he was a sprinter, uh, had, a, had a, broke a lot of records at his high school. So, I mean, he's a, he's a sprinter, but uh, from, from, what, from all accounts, you know, some of those sprinters get in there and they're not as good football players and you know, kind of lack that physicality. But uh, they say that David Vincent Nicole, he doesn't lack it. He actually has it in spades. And whether he plays cornerback or receiver, uh, people definitely feel that he can be successful in college at either position and also possibly even as a return man and, and, and make some noise on special teams. So David Vincent Nicole, he's a guy to look out for. Uh, this coming season, probably, I think he's a guy that has a good chance to avoid a red shirt and uh, contribute in 2020. And then two more here that West Virginia signed. They signed 18 prospects on early signing day. So we'll go DeVale Washington, uh, wide receiver committed during the season to West Virginia signed on signing day. Great size for a true freshman coming in. Six foot four, 215-pound guy from Bay City, Michigan. So West Virginia able to steal one out of Big Ten country there. Three-star guy. But another guy that I think is a little bit of a gem. You know, I said he has that great size, six foot four, 215 pounds. You don't see a lot of true freshmen coming in with that size already. But even with that size, he still has good speed to go along with it and good intangibles as well. So uh, DeVell Washington is a guy that, um, you know, got a chance to be a good receiver on the outside for West Virginia in the years to come. And then West Virginia closed it out with Jordan White, um, six foot three, 295 pound offensive lineman from Hyattsville, Maryland. Um, a guy that, you know, I think he was committed somewhere else, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, ended up flipping to West Virginia and then signing with the Mountaineers on signing day. I do believe, um, could be wrong on that, but I know that he was a guy that wasn't um, committed for a long time and he may have committed just for signing day or he may have just signed with the Mountaineers on signing day. Can't remember right off, but another offensive lineman, West Virginia got and you know they were really trying to you know fill in the offensive line here as you can see is you know several offensive linemen in this class and then I still expect West Virginia to possibly add a couple more as as they've said you know they want to add at least one more so those are the 18 guys the 18 prospects that signed with West Virginia on the uh, during the early signing period um, West Virginia has four spots left in this class um, they can bring in 22 this year you get the 25 uh Scholarship limit every year, but West Virginia had three players last year that count towards this year, so they can only bring in 22. 18 right now. Um, as far as what those last four spots may look like, um, you got the other signing period coming up in February, so West Virginia will probably sign, I would say, one or two guys during that, and I think they'll leave um, at least two spots, maybe three, available throughout the summer to bring in a grad transfer because I think they're going to try and get a grad transfer on that offensive line to be able to plug in um, right away as well as, you know, what other positions they feel that they may, may need after spring practice, whether it's punter, which is a possibility, or, you know, um, going and getting someone else they feel can contribute right away, maybe defensive back or something like that. So, But as far as the February signing day, February signing period, um, West Virginia has Jacob Gamble, was the one guy that they had committed that didn't sign, that they are expecting to sign. During that February um, 
February signing period, and he's a guy that could come in and contribute right away. Um, junior college offensive lineman that they feel they could plug in at one of those tackle spots and be a starter next season. So hopefully see him sign in February. And they're also going to be trying to add a running back now. And uh, LaDamian Webb, I believe is his name, has the guy I look forward to possibly sign during that February signing period. Ju- junior college running back. Uh, a lot of people are really high on, including the coaches. And uh, so that's two guys to look for during the February signing period. And then beyond that, uh, look for Sheena to possibly add a couple grad transfers uh, following spring practice and, you know, in the summer before uh, we get to fall camp. So four spots remaining. Those are the 18 guys which she has right now. Really love the way this class is shaping up for Neil Brown's first class and just um, hopefully can keep that momentum going uh, into the 2021 class, especially with some of those in-state guys as they got some really high-rated in-state guys in this 2021 class. But having said that, I guess that will pretty much wrap up this uh, signing day recap episode of the Country Roads webcast. Um, you know, through the holidays and stuff, was just kind of hard. Took a little, took a little break uh, here on the Country Roads webcast. We're gonna be back here going through the off season. Um, I got a couple things planned. I'm gonna try and get out. Um, you know, 2010 to 2019, 2020. We're starting a new decade here, so I want to try and put out an all decade team uh, podcast. Um, I feel like if I do it all as one, it'd be a little too long. So probably separate it between defense and offense um so be on the lookout for that here in the near future gonna try and put out a wv football all decade team so hopefully you guys will enjoy that and hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode as well of the country roads webcast brought to you by trio four productions we are the official podcast of almost seven athletics found on the web at almost seven athletics.com follow the podcast on twitter at wvu country roads follow almost seven athletics on twitter at ah athletics wv and, of course, as always, please subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you take in the show, whatever you prefer, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any of the others. If you can find us wherever, just search Country Roads Webcast. Subscribe to us, and most importantly, share us as we continue to try and grow through Mountaineer Nation. Be on the lookout for more episodes releasing here soon, hopefully within the next week or so as we try and get uh, back on track and uh, start uh, dropping some more episodes for you guys, hopefully weekly at least bi-weekly as, you know, sometimes in the offseason it's kind of hard to drop some some football news, but um, we'll try and keep it up for you guys as it comes through and try and um, find some entertaining things to fill in the gaps when the news is a little bit um, less in frequency. So having said that, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go Mountaineers!